Today we're going to talk about music, or at least our versions of it. Uh, talk about Dave Bautista and the middle finger he gave fellow wrestlers turned actors. And we'll talk about the NBA playoffs. Yes, believe it or not, that is still a thing. With me again is my right-hand man who sits on my left, C. Wayne. K. Pasa. And, of course, our producer, Brandon Torres. Sup. All right, guys. Well, I, I say let's just get into it. So uh, we're going to talk about music first. And everyone has their own, you know, their own thing. The only thing they like, you know, uh, for you, it's probably Cher, Madonna. You don't even know who those people are. Never mind. I do. My mom. <laughs> okay. I there, have there a you, mom. Yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> I have a mom. That's that's true. That's <laughs> whatever. Uh, I tell you what, man. Give me your top five artists. NF. Okay. John Bellion. Okay. He's alternative. Right. Yeah. Lil Wayne. Oh yeah, all right. Uh, Quinn ninety two alternative. All right, and then um, AJR. Okay, that's my favorite I, five. I, I I like you got a good five. I'm not gonna lie, you got a good five. That's on repeat every day. Yeah. All right. Hey, Brandon, what's your top five? I got Mac. Right. Yeah, Mac Miller. Rest in peace. Got Logic. Eh, Kenny. Uh, that, but debatable. That's got Kenny. Got who? Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. my bad, my bad. J. Cole. J. Cole, I all right. I forgot about that. And my boy, Drizzy. Okay, Drizzy Drake, all right. Um, man, see, that's it's a hard it's a hard question for me to answer because I listen lyrically, to so many different types. Rock, alternative rock, lyrically, like, I have top five for everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, like, if you, like, got, got in your truck and what's going to be playing, that would probably be your top five, right? Yeah. Well, I can tell you that out... Of five of them, you've got three of mine. Uh, nice. Quinn 92, AJR, um, and what was. Oh, Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne, of course. Yeah, Lil Wayne. Always Lil Louisiana. Uh, so, yeah, so actually, I, I want I actually kind of want to talk about that for a minute because, like, Quinn 92 is an independent, right? Yeah. Okay. So. 2020 on into now has been like the golden age of being an indie music musician or, or uh, musical artist. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like Dax. Yeah, Dax, Tom McDonald. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tom McDonald is huge now. Yeah. And like, you know, he's he's been struggling musician for 10 years. And 2020 hit and he, man, he, he found his spot. I love his music. I'm, I'm a big fan of... You know, white boy rapper out of Canada, but he's a better American than a, a lot of folks, you know. Uh, or at least, maybe I should say a prouder American than a lot of folks. Uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, Quinn 92, Another Day in Paradise, is probably one of the illest, like, songs that I've heard that's that's not, like, hardcore, like, gangster rap or something like that. I mean, this, it has such a good feeling to it, you know. And there's actually another one that I wanted to talk to you about, and you got to listen to it, okay? The the artist is UNI. It's not uni. It, there's a there's a period after each one. I was U-N-I. Say uni. Yeah, and the song you'll appreciate, Brandon, is called Dougie Funny. Do you know anything about Doug Funny? No, no, uh, cool. never uh, heard of it. Of course, not. you probably don't know Roger Klotz or Steve, uh, Skeeter. Valentine, either. Patty Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise, yeah. Skeeter. Valentine. Wait, wait, does that say by the bow? Nope, wrong Skeeter. (laughs) (laughs) That's Screech, by the way. Same thing. (laughs) No, but, uh, okay, so so let me do it like this then. 
you know, we've we kind of talked about the independence and stuff and how it's been a big year for them because, you know, with COVID and shutdowns, you know, there's only so much of the same album you're going to listen to before you just let it go random, right, on iTunes, Google Play, whatever. And, you know, a random song you've never heard of by a random person you've never heard of is going to pop up and you're like, oh, I really like this, right? That's how I ended up stumbling upon Tom McDonald. Yeah, that's how I found that. <clears throat> yeah, right. And it's just... I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of cool. Like I've, I'm I'm into the I'm I'm going hipster on them. I'm I'm into things before they're cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Are there still hipsters? At least I don't know. No, that's just oh being my, lame. Oh my gosh! All right, well, the culture shifted, man. Poor yeah, trendsetter. Yeah. All right. Whatever. <clears throat> so let's not talk about what's playing right now. Tell me your all-time top five. Rick Astley, <laughs> just for the culture. Eminem, yeah. Lil yeah. Wayne, still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Z, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Bruno Mars. Bruno. <laughs> yeah. What a what a way to finish it up, you know, with with a layup. <laughs> <laughs> Jumped for the power and just went. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> we thought he was gonna like tomahawk slam it, and he said he's a layup fundamentals, yeah. he, baby. He fundamental John Stockton that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Brandon. Same same question, man. Top all time top five. Led Zeppelin. Okay. Nirvana. Yeah. Eminem. Yeah, that's fair. We're bringing up bands. I yeah. thought we were talking about like individual music. Nah, I just I replaced oh, Rick Astley with Nickelback. Uh, oh, that's worse. Oh, oh it's worse. <laughs> so a Creed in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? We'll just pepper in some Eddie Vedder. You know? Evanescence. Sure. I put them in over Usher. Evanescence is pretty good. Uh, oh my God. Are you being serious? Evanescence over Usher. Are you serious right now though? About who? Uh, any of them that you're saying? Is this been real? Or are you just? Yes, this is serious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Check this man's phone. Oh, God. No. I'm terrified of what I'll find. It's if that's tr- the stuff he's open and honest about, you're yeah, terrified what he's hiding. Right. I'll be like, oh, I knew it. Miley Cyrus. Get out. I'm kidding. Leave. Unless Miley Cyrus is listening in that case. That's great. Yeah. Anyway. Publicity. All right. What's your, what's your last one, Brandon? Oh, uh, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Okay. All right. What's oh. yours? Lance. Oh man, actually, mine's mine's weird. Mine's really weird. And I got the fire from this. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, mine's actually good though. It's oh. just weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. Honestly, I would say <laughs> Johnny Rivers is is probably number one. Uh, it's one of I'm talking about my favorites here. Come on now. You don't even know who Johnny Rivers no, is. No judgment here. Uh, so Johnny Rivers, uh, the Beach Boys. Um, definitely gonna. This is where it's gonna get weird, okay? We got Johnny Rivers, the Beach Boys, Eminem, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne, and actually wrapping things up, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's I, I, I don't know, man. Something about mm. honestly, same old situation. Is, is what puts them there. That one song is what puts them there. Same throne, new dragon, Lil Wayne. 
Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I don't know. I think personally the most enjoyment I ever got out of Motley Crue or their music was the end of Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, with Motley Lou. <laughs> Motley Lou. <laughs> Who? What's, what music always played at the end of Transformers? What, what, what uh, Lincoln Park. That's Lincoln Park. That's I another like one. Man. That you know what? That's top ten for you me. You know what? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get rid of Motley Crue. I would actually say Lincoln oh, Park. Lincoln Park. Pink good. Floyd out for Lincoln Park. In yeah. There. I'm, I'm, Eminem's yeah. in all of ours, so I'm just saying. Chester Bennington. What? Rest in peace. Yeah. We're talking about a lot of those tonight, man. This is sad. Uh, it's it's a, yeah. been a Juice World. Been rough. Pretty lately. good. Wait, Juice World. Juice World. Really? I didn't realize that happened either. He's dead. He's been dead. Been dead. No, XXX Tentacion. Been dead. 2017. I was at the beach. I cried. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, I got like three of his songs on my phone. They're good. Yeah. I, I mean, it's fair enough. I just didn't realize Juice World was dead. Yeah, they just keep yeah. making songs with his voice. Yeah, yeah right. Weird. And he recorded so many things. If you ever get a chance, check out his freestyle he did for BBC on YouTube. Okay. Right. It's dope. It's just like an hour of him freestyling, but it's as, for real? It's it's as good, good as anybody else can like, write. I'm pretty sure Lil Dicky did that yeah. just a little bit ago on a on another, another podcast. He was independent. Now he's signed. yeah, he's signed. Yeah, he's he's, signed he's like he's, he's with like that all the ASAP guys. He's got a yeah. television show for God's sake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, hi, I'm Dave. <laughs> I, I tell you what, man, I've heard I I'd heard Lil Dicky, but I'd never excuse me, Lil Dicky. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I, I went straight dad on it, little uh, this little Dicky fella. <laughs> yeah, but I you know I'd heard his music and everything, and I didn't hate it I, I mean it wasn't really my stuff but i didn't hate it and then i saw this that show being advertised dave and like the way he was going about the commercial i was like this dude's voice man but i'd never seen him so needless to say i was pretty shocked when i found out that was a little dicky i was like wait for real <laughs> like i knew he was a white guy but that he's wow <laughs> yeah he's a satirical rapper yeah I, I, he actually self-promotes himself as a satirical rapper so yeah he's he's in on the on the yeah. joke yeah he's in on the joke but he's good at it man oh yeah he he, he yeah he's really good at it <laughs> i personally you. like his freestyles better than the his yeah. albums than his than his candy his, rap. his yeah. freestyle the one in australia or it might have been in britain was really good i don't it was, he had one sway in the morning that was a good one got, and he had another one that was really good with like i think it was australia would that not be the one you're talking about on the BBC? No. I forgot. That, that, that was Juice World. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Juice right. World. It was like a whole session that he yeah. did. He, he was there with a guy. The guy was planning beats, and he was just doing his thing. Oh, but okay. For like an hour. It's crazy. Because I've seen <laughs> professional rappers do it, and then they flame out after like 15 minutes. Like, oh, man, I can't do no more. And this guy did an hour, and he could have kept going. Yeah. I, speaking of, uh, of like awesome lyricists, all three of us said it, Eminem, like, Eminem could be the greatest lyricist of all time, in my opinion. He he really could be. Like everyone, of course, especially him. He's he is the greatest of all time. Okay, he's he's a goat. All right, he even made a whole song about how he's the better than everyone. You know, and I'm like, well, I mean, that makes me like hate you a little more. But I mean, you got it going on, so you might be right. <laughs> but. I don't know. I mean, I, how, when did he drop? What was it? The the, uh, the Marshall Mathers LP was that the first one? Or was it the was it the Slim Shady LP? Uh, yes, Slim Shady LP was the first one that he dropped in ninety eight, eight, seven, eight, something like yeah, that. Seven, eight, seven. I think he <clears throat> released it in like ninety eight. But yeah, I would say. But I'm, I'm telling you, the dude's been untouchable since day one. It seems like. Well, there was that period where he was all 
held out there for a while. In between lost Mathers and recovery, because yeah. he did he did recovery and relapse. They weren't they weren't the best. And then he kind of came back when he sobered up. But then he kind of lost it again. Kamikaze. Yeah. <laughs> but then he came back. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was just a matter of him adapting is really what it was. Because yeah, when, he, when he came back, he was attacking mumble rap. The issue with that is mumble rap kind of killed itself. We've moved past mumble rap, and well, now the people that were originally classed as mumble rappers aren't mumble rappers. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, one of the people I remember him taking a swing at was uh, Lil Yachty. And Lil Yachty was was a mumble rapper, but it's definitely not anymore. Like, he, he might burn down the world with them hot bars. <laughs> <laughs> you see there, B-Rabbit? <laughs> little food stamp. <laughs> <laughs> little food stamp and the boys are at it again. Who, who was that guy? I know we're getting off subject, but I got to know. What was that, that comedian's name? He... Super tall, skinny-looking dude. Cracked out, look like. <laughs> he was funny, though. Yeah. Like, he did. Did you ever see Brittany the video? Grinder doing in your shed. <laughs> yeah. Some dude's got, like, long hair. And it looked like Brittany Grinder. I have no idea who you're talking about. Ah, whatever. Anyway, that's... Someone will get it. I would say... Yeah, somebody out there is getting this reference, and they're rolling. Right yeah, now. they're like, oh my gosh, this is funny. And, like, literally, it's one other person in the entire world besides yeah. me and Colby. Everyone else is like, who... What? Why are they even talking? They, what, go back to the music. We recognize those names. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I, uh, you know, music. NF. I want to talk about this real quick. Okay, good. NF, I think, is one of, like, one of the... I think my one of my top two him and Eminem lyricists because he has like good flows. He has good hits without saying a single cuss word or anything, pro, no profanity whatsoever in his music. And every bit of his material is very positive. Yeah, it's, it's all very like fighting positive. like mental illness. And he talks about yeah. his and how he's come. Like I listen to music from 2014 from him, and now and it's just slowly built up. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, the the <clears throat> he's very good. I'll just put it like that. He's very good. Uh, Tom McDonald is very good at his, and I don't, I don't want to say he's a niche artist because he's made other stuff that's really good. Like he has a song called Church, and it's basically about asking God for the strength to help you overcome addiction, you know, because he was an alcoholic. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still a, still Tom McDonald. So I mean, you know, it's not a church song you know what i'm saying yeah but but i mean ultimately it, it was really good but you know he's also done uh i guess you'd say like satirical rap you know going at people for making fun of his stuff like he has a song called i'm corny and basically all he does in the whole thing is read all the comments that people left about him and res like is responding to them or whatever in air quotes i you know but anyway it's it's good he's a good lyricist but most of his stuff is more i would say cheeky like clever yeah you know not not really and and i'm talking about the the ones he's best known for like his latest one is called snowflakes and it hit number one and um i think fake woke uh hit number one that was a really good uh, one and yeah the, uh, which one do you like it's like poopy heads or something like that or don't be it i don't uh, know buttholes is yeah. what it's called yeah it's actually called buttholes and i was like uh why am i listening to a song it's called buttholes but uh, basically, he's talking about how we all just need to 
put our, put all this nonsense aside and be cool with each other because we've all been being buttholes. Yeah. I, and I was like, okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get on with this. This is pretty good. Speaking of, we all need to come together. We don't got to hit on this topic, but I think about this a lot. I saw, I heard it in a song actually said, no matter what God you believe in, we come from the same one. Mm-hmm. So I, think, I think that's, that's obviously true. We're all here for the same exact game. Was that Dax, Dear God? Maybe. I, think I don't, it, I, maybe. I think he touched something like that. I don't yeah. think it was the exact way I said it, because I think someone else said it the same way I said uh, it. Uh, I, I've heard what you're saying yeah. before. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's a fair way to look at it. You know what I'm saying? You know, but anyway, we'll we'll, we'll move on past that. But, uh, yeah, yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it was like two years ago, Nipsey Hussle, he was an activist, rapper. He was big in the black community in L.A., obviously. Crenshaw. Helping with all that stuff, like get better or whatever, fight the... Yeah, you know, fight the power, I get it, yeah. Yeah, but he like died and then it was huge for basketball. They made like a lot of stuff to like help. Now it's like more, basketball is more about like activist politics than it is basketball. Right, well, I mean, LeBron. That's kind of where the, you know... Nip, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle, and all of that yeah. kind of took off was within you know the, to make him more known. The black community, activist. yeah, for all of his activist work that he did before he passed and fighting the power, fighting the power, which also a lot of those same activists happen to be professional basketball players. Mm-hmm. <coughs> LeBron James, yeah, like yeah, LeBron. Like I mean, Le- I mean, like LeBron James. Yeah, I would say yeah, LeBron is very outspoken about being an activist and everything. Which hey, look, man, more power to you. You have the you know. Whatever it's your platform, use it for what you want. However, maybe should have used your platform to practice basketball a little more. Yeah, you get paid to play basketball. Not, <laughs> yeah. not well, it's it's not even that. It's like look what happened. Yeah. Like this season, I'm sorry. Look, I used to be a LeBron James fan. I really did. Go ahead, you're about to explode. Say it. What about Anthony Davis being injured for that large portion of the season, coming back right at the end where he wasn't fully healthy? You could see it whenever he was on the court that he was not healthy out there just being basically a decoy, not playing up to his full potential that he could do. And LeBron was supposed to step it up at that point. But did he? No, No. not at all. Because you know there's not a single other role player on that team, off that bench, that can do anything to ignite that team the way that either of those two men can. And Davis, he pulled his rear end out there on the court, and he tried. But LeBron LeBron James failed to show up. Testify, brother. Testify. Hallelujah. No, you're right. And that's that's the big difference to me, though, with the Lakers is the fact that A.D., uh, showed up and was like, "Hey, I'll yeah, I'll be a leader. I can do that." He's like their number one. Without it, yeah, him, they you know horrible. And then, like you know, you always hear the whole "It's King James." What is he king of? Yeah, uh, the flop. He's definitely king of the flop. He gets like touched he had to have and weight he, and, and Bosch. This dude is what six eight two seventy something like that. Like, who is knocking him down? Have you seen LeBron James? Chris Paul. The dude Chris is, Paul's knocking uh, him down. Okay, well, in four. In five, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> but, but uh, you know what? Let's, enough about the poor, unfortunate uh, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's talk about the playoffs. Okay. So you got tonight, as a matter of fact, it is Monday, uh, June the 28th. And uh, tonight is game five for the Clippers and the Suns. Yeah. Uh, 
Phoenix is a uh, three to one in the series. Uh, you know, here's what's cool about that. Like I've I've seen a lot of people post up like, oh, injuries are what kept us from getting the real finals, showing like Brooklyn versus uh, Los Angeles, and like I I, I have pretty. Brooklyn's a bunch of bums. I'm just going to let you know. KD's a bum. LeBron, a bum. Yeah, I would say. So, you know, they're like, oh, injuries kept them out. I'm like, well, you guys remember it was a summer night, 1997. Right here. Where were we? Oh, we were in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Michael Jordan orders a pizza. Okay? He orders a pizza. He gets food poisoning, which actually they, <laughs> they actually just came out with a story from the guy who delivered the pizza. He's like, no, no way. But anyway, so he gets food poisoning. He goes out to game five against the Jazz, and he's, man, he's like, he's been puking all night. He's got a fever. He's in, he's in no condition to play basketball, right? But what does Michael Jordan do? Is that when he hit the shot? Is that the one? Uh, yeah. When he did like the little push-off thing? Not push-off, but that's what it looks like. Or is that a different game? I oh, he's just that great. He has too many of the shots. Yeah, I would say, how, how, like, which game would you like for me to tell you that exact yeah. thing? Ha- all of them. It happened in all of them. <laughs> but well, the, the the flu game is oh, a different one than the push off. That's yeah. what we're talking about right now. The flu game. Yeah, yeah all I, the the point I'm making is this: Michael Jordan goes out. He plays his game. He he's Michael Jordan, so he plays it great, even though he's sick as a dog, right? But now you got. Sorry, I'm going back to it. But King Flop who writhes in pain and rolls on the floor for two and a half minutes because he got poked in the eye. Yeah. And then uh, a baseball player got hit in the face by a 100-mile-an-hour fastball and stood up in like seven seconds with a broke nose. Oh, yeah. Well, I, have you seen that guy? Yeah. He looks like he eats nails for breakfast. I mean, So does LeBron. Tough. He's 6'8", 270. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, anyway... <laughs> So you got the Clippers Suns, all right? I'm going to get back onto the playoffs now. You got Clippers Suns. Um, neither team has ever won the title. I don't know if either of you guys knew that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, neither neither of those teams have ever won a title. Okay, so on the other side, on the other conference, you've got uh, Milwaukee versus Atlanta. Okay, so basically you got Giannis and Chris Middleton versus Trey Young playing two-on-one versus Trey Young. That's accurate. And he's got a bone bruise that is supposedly going to keep him out of tomorrow night's game. Game four is Trey tomorrow Young? night. Yeah, Trey. Next he stepped on the ref. Yeah, stepped on the official's foot, and he's, you know, they haven't said he's out, but it, it's doubtful that he'll game show time up. time decision. Yeah, it, it's going to have to be, which, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're a coach for Atlanta, what do you do? Like, hey, Trey, look, man, sorry, you got to play. You know, you're our offense. Yeah, you you are, you are our offense. You know, and especially going up against him. the Greek freak. I mean, that dude, that guy's impressive, man. Mm-hmm. That dude can span the floor in like ten steps. It's crazy. Uh, but th- so for Milwaukee Bucks, I did a, I did a little looking up here. Um, th- so in the uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, excuse me, uh, you had. Clippers that were the number four team in the conference, okay, and the Suns that were the number two team. Everyone's talking about their bums, their bums, their bums. I'm like, look, th- it's the number four and the number two team. I mean, this isn't uncommon to yeah. see. Yeah. Like if team. it was like the 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 people who had to play in, you know, in the eleventh position or something, and they made it all the way, I'd be like, ah, oh, that's kind of a fluke. But I mean, this is the number two team and the number four team, right? Uh, on the other side of things, people aren't quite as upset because you know you you got everyone's upset because the Sixers are out and blah 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 blah. I mean, Ben Simmons get you know, shoot a jump shot, maybe they'd be okay. But 
have you ever seen that? It's gross. That dude cannot shoot a shot. I don't think he sees it. His eyes are closed. (laughs) That's what it looks like. For real, for real. But anyway, so I I was doing some lookups and everything. The last time the Hawks franchise won a championship was 1958, back when they were the St. Louis Hawks. Yeah. Okay, and for Milwaukee, uh, it was 1971. Fun fact. Oscar Robertson? Yes. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yes. Yes. And? Sidney Moncrief. Sidney Moncrief. Sidney Moncrief, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the reason Sidney Moncrief is is important to me is because he was a Razorback. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Sidney Moncrief was a... Was NBA a Hall of Famer, too. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's a big deal for me because, uh, you know, as far as pro hogs go, I mean, there's still... Like Dan Gafford, you know, he was with the Bulls up until the last-minute trades, and he got put to... Patrick Beverly still. Yeah, he's, yeah, Patrick he's on Beverly's, the Clippers. Yeah, Patrick Beverly plays for the Clippers. Good defense. But, right. like, when the playoffs first started, you know, I, I had something on Razorback Nation pop up, and it was, like, all the pro hogs playing ball, and it was, you know, it showed all the players that were in the playoffs. So you had Isaiah Joe with the 76ers. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Dan Gafford with uh, D.C. Yeah, talk about a good trade at the right time for Dan Gafford. The Bulls were like, we don't want him. Oh, now he's going to the playoffs. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, then you had, like I said, Patrick Beverly, and I don't know, there were, I think there was actually another one. I don't remember who it was, though. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. I was just I just thought it was cool because Sidney Moncrief was on that championship team, and I actually didn't realize that. Well, you're also quite a, a big Razorback basketball fan. You just always have been your whole oh, life. Oh, yeah, so. man. Absolutely, man. I, I, I remember I was only uh, five years old. Actually, no, that's not true. I hadn't turned five yet. I was still four. But I remember the 1994 championship basketball. It, it, was, it was incredible. And I remember at four years old, I felt that. And, like, ever since then, it's like, you know, chasing the dragon, you know what I'm saying? And it just hasn't quite lived up to it since. I can't lie. I, myself, even now, sometimes if I'll be alone in, like, a, a, a basketball court with basketball, nobody's looking. Three, two, one. Yeah. Scotty Thurman with the shot. Yeah, that's right, man. You had Scotty and Corliss and, you know. Big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. Of course, then the next year, we go to the Final Four again, right, in 1995, and we had Shulda. I, I love Pat Bradley, dude. That guy, of course, he's a he's a commentator on SEC Network now. But, like, and he never had a big pro career. He played uh, in Europe, I believe. I, th- I actually think he played in France. But um, anyway, he, he played overseas for a little bit, played in Canada for a little bit, and then he came back and, is just you know an SEC commentator, but like all the whole time I'm like, dude, I would root for this guy. So that's all way before my time. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Oh yeah. But are you a Razorback fan? Like Razorback basketball fan? Like current? I enjoy what? watching Arkansas play sports. Okay. I enjoy watching them lose. Yes. Okay. Uh, you you ain't been watching much losing this season, homeboy. Football. I enjoy oh, yeah. watching. Them lose. Hey, okay, but let's talk about this past football season for just a minute before we get get back on. Progress subject. was made. Progress was made. You want to know why? Mm. We've won an infinite amount more conference games than we won in the previous two years. An infinite amount. Okay, because infinite. <laughs> you know, you can multiply zero as many times as you want. Zero. And it still comes out to zero. We won four conference games, and hey, even the ESPN commentator said we should have had five because of the Auburn game. So I'm just putting that out there. Not that I'm still carrying a chip who, on my shoulder or anything. Was it Missouri or was it Ole Miss? What are you talking about? Arkansas. They beat Ole Miss. He's I don't a, care. He's asking who they beat. 
in the oh, SEC. Man, a conference game. I don't the bad I don't teams. Even remember it. I don't care if they're good or bad. It's a conference yeah, game. Yeah, I say playoffs. We'll be lucky if we can win a game. <laughs> if it's the deaf and blind team, it's the deaf and blind yeah, team. Yeah, whatever. It was uh it was Steve Jim's school for the deaf, dumb and blind. Uh, who they cares? Paid, they we paid won. them a million dollars to come to Fayetteville and get their butt kicked. <laughs> and we still won in the overtime. <laughs> There'll probably be some truth to that. But let's talk about, you know, if we're going to talk Razorbacks for just a second, let's talk about real stuff here, okay? Eric Musselman is the best thing to happen to the Razorbacks in quite some time. Since since, since Nolan. Since Nolan Richardson, I believe that. And, and don't get me wrong, I didn't hate Mike Anderson or John Pelford or Stan Heath. I'm very glad that uh, Eric Musselman had no problem leaving his home to come here because I, at, as long as we keep having seasons like the past two we've had, you know, I mean, we were on track to win the SEC tournament last year, not, not this past season, this season before, but, you know, COVID hit and it shut it down. So my stance on that was the very last college basketball game to be played was the Arkansas Razorbacks in 2020, mm-hmm. and we won. So doesn't that make us national champions? I'm just saying, hey, I, we won the last game. That's all I'm saying. Technicality. Yeah, I mean, there's a loophole there somewhere. Like UCF in 2015, they have a national champion banner in football because they were undefeated. Technicality in the books. If you're undefeated, you're a national champion. Well, there you go. By technicality, they are national champs. Worked for SC that year. They claimed that they were the Associated Press champion. Technically, we got a three-peat. Yeah. Technically. Yeah, technically. Technically, uh, technically doesn't ever feel as good as the real thing, though. And then it was like, oh, wait. And, uh, yeah, you guys had Reggie Bush, too, who, well, let's take that Heisman Trophy and that championship away from you because some things that he was doing. Yeah, right. Reggie Bush. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. Anyway, so basketball. Let's stay on basketball, all right? Uh, in fact, let's let's go ahead and transition away from the Razorbacks. We'll pick. And uh, we'll, we'll go back into the NBA, and we'll, 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 talk, uh, we'll talk the playoffs here. Who do you see in the finals, C. Wayne? Uh, the Clippers, because Chris Paul has never won a 3-1 lead in any playoffs. And the Clippers are beating the Suns like 23-3 to right now anyways. Okay. Well, so, I'd, so you got live updates on your phone. That's good. Yeah. I'd see the Clippers coming back, and I'd say the Bucks, 100%. So you think it's going to be Clippers-Bucks? Yeah. I actually agree with that. I, well, no, 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 no. I don't because the Suns are up to three one. Mm-hmm. I want the Suns to win. I can't stand the Clippers. I hate Paul George. I hate Kawhi Leonard. I hate Dar- or oh, who their owner is. Who's the Clippers a owner over here? Jerry. Yeah, like Jerry something. I hate the Clippers since they got rid of Chris Paul. <laughs> since they got rid of Lob City, I've never liked the Clippers. Well, that's fair. And so I want the Suns to win. I'm just mad because they got rid of Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Got, they got boring to watch, so I quit watching. That's factual too. <laughs> they did. And so so is nobody a Chicago Bulls fan anymore besides me? I've never been a Bulls fan. Gross. Jordan was good. I'll admit he's good. I, I still you'll admit, of course you'll admit it. It's fact. He admits Michael Jordan is yeah. good. Oh. I mean, like, you know. My, See I mean, Wayne he with the bum. hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he, he ain't no bum. But <laughs> I mean, he all right. He's not no the truth Paul Pierce. Oh, God. <laughs> Bye. You mean the, oh, I'm not even going no. there. The NBA final game. We're not going there. Yeah, when yeah, he had yeah, to yeah. take a dump. <laughs> Took a wheelchair off. Okay, so I, I'm saying Milwaukee Phoenix in the finals. Where are you at, Brandon? Same. That's what I want to happen. But let them go in Giannis championship. All uh, yeah, I, I finally. Think, I think it's time. I think Giannis will, will. I mean, you know, not taking away from anyone. Like Chris Middleton, he puts in that work too. So. Oh, last game he had 38. Yeah, he had 20 in the fourth. Outscored yeah. the Hawks 20 to like 18 alone. Yeah, that dude's. Yeah, I would say that that dude's a ball player. Someone on the ESPN said it's not 
Batman and Robin as Giannis. It's Chris Middleton's Batman. Giannis is Robin now. In this playoff series. Yeah, I mean, you know, any given playoff series, you know, who's going to step up? Who's going to who's going to back up? Who's like going to who's going to over LeBron 2016 3 to 1 comeback? <clears throat> I, that was all Kyrie. A Laker fan, not a LeBron James fan. I'm not right, yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, I'm. I'm neither. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm rest allergic in peace, to winning. Kobe Bryant. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, rest, oh, man, rest in peace. One. Rest in peace. Yeah, man. See, I guess. <laughs> I guess my whole thing is I'm allergic to winning. Uh, I, Yankees I'm, though. Yeah, they're not looking good again. You know, I mean, twenty-seven though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we. That's always what we that's go. That's what we hang right? on to. It's like, hey, you know what? We got twenty-seven yes, rings. Sir. They were like, when's the last time you won? I was like, two thousand nine. Why? <laughs> 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 you know, why you ask? Shut up. Mind your business. <laughs> twenty-seven. I, oh, captain, my captain. I will forever miss Derek Jeter. But I'm here to tell you right now. If anyone, in the higher ups, of the Yankees office can hear me. Sign Jalen Battles. <laughs> Sign Jalen Battles. Don't d- just bring him on. I, that kid is dynamite. Sign the Razorbacks lineup. For real. You need a closer. The best since uh, Rivera. Kevin Cops. You wanna you wanna a shortstop. The best since Jeter did it. Jalen Battles. You need a, a a slugger DH. Matt Goodhart or Opitz. He's a catcher, isn't he? Well. Okay, see, that actually brings up a good question. I, I know that, first off, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Anyone else got anything they want to throw in about the NBA playoffs? Because I sure don't. Honestly, it's been hard for me to keep up with this year. It's been a... Yeah, it's kind of been a, a muted season, it seems. We're, we'll kind of move off of the playoffs because, you know, we, we know what our predictions are. We'll, we'll find out tonight if Colby's right. If Phoenix goes down tonight, I'll be like, oh, man, he called it. Clips are going to be in there. <laughs> but, uh, but hopefully... Hopefully they'll bring it home. I, 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 Phoenix deserves it, eh, in my opinion. I don't know. It's it's that's my thing. But so since we're talking about baseball, I'm going to go into baseball a little bit because we're talking about Razorbacks that are going to fit in to the pro level really well. And I, I'm telling you, man, um, let me ask you this because you played catcher your senior year. I know you're normally a shortstop, second baseman, pitcher, first baseman, third baseman, utility, utility. right fielder, center fielder, you're everything. Yeah. But you finally ended up playing catcher your senior year, right? Lifetime dream. Yeah. Well, hey, it's cool, man. But uh, talking about great catchers to play the game, right? So, I look, I am diehard New York Yankees fan. I have no idea why. I have been my whole life. Uh, my parents are not Yankees fans. They are Cardinals fans. I Ooh. live in the River Valley of Arkansas. Everyone here is either a Rangers fan, Royals fan, Cardinals fan. Royals. And you might find a couple... You know that like, huh? Cubs. Oh yeah, yeah they're gross though. I don't. Yeah. We don't talk about Cubs, man. Yeah, gross. It's like my little cousin's even... a Cubs fan. <laughs> oh well, it is what it is. But anyway, I, like I said, I'm a diehard Yankees fan. But I am here to tell you right now, in the game right this second, the greatest catcher that I think I've ever watched play the game plays Salvador for the Perez. Nowhere close, bro. No, he plays for the Cardinals, man. Yadier Molina. That dude is, I mean, he's a brick wall for one. Oh, wait, I, I see the look. They can't see the look. Speak the on all-star it. all-star voting has Salvador oh. Perez, like, 
50,000 votes above Yardier, and 50,000 is a lot in baseball because not many people enjoy MLB because it's baseball. Right. I'm just saying, Salvador's been in it for like Yeah, have years. you ever watched the Academy Awards? I'm just going to say. Any good movies ever win? Kansas City <laughs> has the best two catchers in baseball history. I've er, Missouri does, I mean. Missouri. Okay. I say, believe that firmly. Okay. So so you're talking about the Royals catcher, right? Yeah. So Okay. So the cannon. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not going to take it away from him. The dude is excellent. He really is. But he, in my, from the games I've watched, I'll put it like that because I'm no expert. I just am a sports fan, you know. But from the games I've watched, this dude cannot compete with, the sp- like, the reflex speed of Yadier Molina. No, he's old. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's like, oh, I got my hip. But he's still got that arm on him that mm-hmm. can, you know. If he does have a good reaction this time. <laughs> yeah. But Yachty is, is still doing. Yachty things. Yachty things, man. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, because we had mentioned it, I think if either franchise, well, any franchise really, but if the Cardinals knew it was good for them, I think that they would draft Casey Opitz. Somebody I, in Missouri needs to. You know, here's the deal. Um Gary Sanchez, great catcher, really is. Um, you know, he he comes from a good dynasty of catchers. You know, Jorge Posada. You know, all these guys. They're they're they're, they're great catchers, right? I wouldn't mind seeing Casey Opitz behind the plate in the Bronx. That that would be all right with me too. You know, but we'll have to just see how that works out for him. But he's good enough. He's definitely good enough. He's yeah. got MLB written all over him. He's quick too. Like and, he's like he's not the. Uh, ideal catch like the plump dude behind the plate. He's yeah. like the quick yeah, dude that can man, get around. At, but he can I'm hit telling nukes. You. Yeah, I would say, and, and it doesn't matter where a ball goes, it's very rare it gets past him. Mm-hmm. And something wild to get away from a pitcher, and he'll find a way to stop it. And that's pretty impressive. Uh, in fact, really, between Kevin Copps pitching, Casey Opitz behind the plate, and you know, just an all-around slugger lineup that the Razorbacks had this year. This was a very fun season to be a Razorback baseball fan. Should have been in the World Series Finals tonight. Well, okay, I'm glad you bring that up, man. Okay, so we get beat out by NC State, right? Yeah. NC State progresses. NC State gets disqualified due to some kind of COVID thing. But yet, NCAA baseball, like the, the CWS, still is like, hey, you can come out here on the field and take pictures and be around everyone. Yeah. You just can't play. Well, I'm sorry, but in my opinion, if I mean, doesn't that seem a little bit off? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you're like, oh, you can come out here and be around everyone. You just can't play. Well, okay, so I, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that the SEC has two teams uh, in the College World Series. That's, that's awesome. The finals right now. Yeah. Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. Well, Vanderbilt's up 7-1. to one. At, okay, thank you for that. We got the bottom line right here. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and, and that's great and everything, but I think NC State got cheated out of it. I, I'm sorry. I really do. I feel like they – and and not by another team or anything like that. That's not what I mean. I mean by NCAA baseball. I think they're like, uh, yeah, no, we don't want to see you win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's no even one, heard of NC State? North Carolina State. What an insignificant state. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, if you're listening from North Carolina, we love NC State, and that's why I'm fighting for them right now. Yeah, I mean, come on, North Carolina, the Tar Heels, Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> exactly right. But uh, but yeah, man. So I, I I feel like they got cheated. I mean, but that that's me. I mean, am I out, out of this room? Am I the only one who feels that way? No, I saw it. Just, I don't understand it. You didn't really even pay attention to it. Not at all. <laughs> hey, I 
I appreciate your honesty. That's better than like, oh, yeah, man, I've checked the canoeter valve and it's full. <laughs> uh, you're not a mechanic, are you? <laughs> we got plenty of blinker fluid. We're good. Yeah. Uh, that is not a real thing. Let me put that out there. That is oh not a real thing. What? Uh, I was pranked. Uh, and you went looking for blinker fluid? Yeah, I was 14. Okay, well, in it, wait a minute, 14? By the time I was... Different I generations. I, I guess. Different I, point of the show. Yeah, I, I had Boom. a dang. I had a one-ton dually, uh, five-speed manual diesel truck that I learned how to drive on when I was like nine. I know how to drive a stick. I knew. Keyword. I don't anymore. I've got one. Kind of forgot. Out there. You can just take it out. I'll drive it. All right. The transmission will fall out. <laughs> Clutch, not the transmission. Transmission will be fine. It doesn't matter. Why I'll are we still talking make about it this? fall out. <laughs> Mine's falling out twice. What are we even talking about? Transmissions or transmissions? Next. Day. Okay. Well, nice. Fine. Eminem signed you too. Oh. <laughs> no, but apparently he should sign Hoot. Yeah. Because he was laying down some tracks yeah. when we started recording. Yeah. Fat bars. <laughs> some fat bars. I'm about to burn down the shop with these hot bars. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. That's totally staying, by the way. What's that? Well, now it's not. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever run track? Anything like that? Yeah, I did. I did actually. I ran track. Any good? At running? Yeah, he's a great runner. I know he's a great runner, bro. Hey, speaking of a great runner, let's talk about your Harley Davidson for a second, man. If you want to keep it in tip-top condition, if you want to just schedule your regular maintenance, tire changes, anything like that, you got to go to 1421 Phoenix Avenue in Fort Smith. That is my boy Brad Scoggins at BRC Bike Works. They are the best in the business, the only ones I'll let touch my bike. I mean, they are top-notch. Everything from dyno performance tuning, uh, custom big-wheel baggers, anything you can think to do with a Harley-Davidson, these guys can do it. You can have a regular old Harley-Davidson like with all the rubs and ride around, or you can be rad. Go see BRC Bike Works, 1421 Phoenix Avenue, Fort Smith. Uh, I, I actually want to talk about Dave Bautista, and I know that you're you're somewhat of a connoisseur of all a things wrestling. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so check this out. Apparently, Dave Bautista, and I, I I'm not gonna lie to you, I didn't read the whole story because it, it, I read the important part. The rest of it was just like filler. You know what I mean? But so apparently, a part of the Fast Saga, you know. Fast and Furious 27 or whatever mm-hmm. is going to be coming out next year. I think it's 9. Well, nine's already out. Nine 10, yeah. Yeah, so I guess 10 will come out. Apparently, because John Cena was in Fast 9, I didn't know that until I read this, yeah. um, and of course, Dwayne Johnson is a big part of the franchise now. Well, uh, uh, I believe, didn't they transition him over to the Hobbs and Shaw franchise? It, it's mostly because he can't get along with Vin Diesel, so they kind of... Uh, yes. Okay, well, maybe maybe it's like a spinoff of the Hobbs and Shaw thing. Mm, and, and just so we know, uh, there is no relation between myself and The Rock. At least not in the movies. Moving on. But the mus- <laughs> the physicality and the physique, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly we're... we're well, your Samoan heritage does shine <laughs> through <laughs> with my milk white skin. <laughs> oh, Paul Walker, rip another one. We stay oh, on the man. topics today. 
I know. I, I think I started it when I mentioned Mac. Man. Yeah. I, got, I got this just. Oh. Man, there's a lot of there's a lot of rips today, on, at least on this show. Man, it's a depressing show. Stop, man. We're trying to make people feel good. Yeah, we're trying to be uplifting. You're supposed to be learning some stuff. Y'all are talking to me as if I started this thing. Well, that's fair. It's fair. Hey, back on Sony. Dave Bautista. So apparently a part of this franchise, maybe a Hobbs and Shaw spinoff, whatever. It just said the Fast Saga, Mm -hmm. which I think that's still a part of it. Anyway, apparently he's been approached. Dave Bautista has been approached to join them. (laughs) To which Dave replies, nah, I'm good. Okay, so... I know you know a little bit more of the backstory on what all happened with Dave Bautista and with the wrestling world and stuff like that. So, so for anyone listening, why don't you just give them a quick fill in? Well, he uh, got that opportunity to, to be in the, the Marvel movie to play Drax. Right. Well, he also at that point had already retired from being a full-time active professional wrestler just because he was old whenever he got into it. Right. He was like 35 years old whenever he started. So he was already older going into the wrestling business. But then once he retired and and transitioned out of the ring, the WWE invited him to come back, but they didn't promote the Guardians of the Galaxy whenever he came back because they really didn't think that a whole lot was going to come out of that movie. They didn't think it was going to be a very big deal, so they didn't really put a whole lot behind that. It was mildly successful, though. Just a little bit. I mean, everyone knows Drax the Destroyer. Well... He went away after that, and I guess he kind of came back here a couple years ago and did a one last final match where he fought Triple H, and they had a big brawl, and it was a big, you know, a whole big deal because it was a retirement match. But he, he said that after that he's done with wrestling, and now he's transitioned completely into being a full-time actor. And with some of the roles that he's had, like Drax and his small role in Blade Runner, and, and I think we talked about the movie Stuber before in the yeah, past. Stuber and Army of the Dead. And, and now he's in Army of the Dead. Yeah, which he, is he's awesome. He's doing his own thing, so he doesn't need professional wrestling. If anybody's proven that he doesn't need wrestling or wrestling's help at this point, it's it's Dave Batista. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because I, I don't know. This is all just kind of uh, internet gossip, but like, is there some kind of beef between him and Dwayne Johnson? Uh, I don't think so. No, oh, okay. the the real beef uh, that Dwayne Johnson would have, I don't remember. I don't think there's anybody anymore. I think it's really Vin Diesel. It's the one that The Rock is, <laughs> yeah. notably doesn't get along with. Yeah, they don't Vin, like each other. Vin Diesel, who gets in shape once every two years to be Dominic Toretto. And yeah. New drinking game. Watch a f- any fast movie. Just drink a shot anytime they say family. <laughs> oh. Nope. <laughs> Take a shot anytime you see Dom's crucifix. N- nope. <laughs> Take a shot anytime you uh, see the NOS inside the car. You see a camera go inside the <laughs> yeah, car right. as they push the NOS button. Yeah. No. No. Not doing any of that. You don't make it ten minutes before you're trashed. But uh, yeah. So okay. So we don't, we don't really know of anything like that. But but we I think we might all be able to join in by saying, I wish John Cena would retire from everything. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm, I'm sorry. I, you don't have to tell me, man. I was a, a not a John Cena fan. In my, in my wrestling fandom, he's never been one of my guys. I respect him for everything that he's done for the WWE as far as being that person that they could send out to do all the Make-A-Wish. George, for me, I just... And the sweatbands. I, it's, it's his face. 
And it bothers me. And his me. hair, yeah. You can't see me. I can't hey, look, see man, you. He looks like Guile from Street Fighter. <laughs> you remember Street Fighter 2 Turbo for all in Super Nintendo? Yes, yes. Yeah, he looks like Guile, just, you know, with the weird hair, like, flat top thing going on. And what's, what I find weird and off-putting is his current hair. He's let it grow out some, and Ew. I'm not used to seeing John Cena with hair because yeah. it's always been that sh- faded, short hair Yeah, the, whole the, life. the crew cut. Did y'all see him in Daddy's Home? Daddy's Home 2, maybe, with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I like he John had like Cena a five minute actor. Part. I think That's he's pretty funny good. sometimes, yeah. It would but, have been bad. But I don't show. think he's a uh, you know leading actor material. No, no. that's why it was good because no, because he was in a he was in a comedy movie with uh, Leslie Mann. Um, we'll call it Chicken Blockers. We'll mm-hmm. just we'll call it that. But uh, you know they were. Um, yeah, I didn't like that movie. I I, I really like it had a couple like one liners in it that I was like oh that's you know that's funny. I didn't like the rest of it. I was like, uh, it's going to get funny again. I know it is. And then it ends, and you're like, oh, well, all right. That was a waste. <laughs> yeah, what was – not to you know, completely jump subjects back to what he said about Daddy's Home too. If I remember, wasn't he like the the bad, you know, real awesome dad? Yeah, he that, walked up in a bike and like a yeah. leather jacket. Yeah, but it was funny seeing Mark Wahlberg, who in the previous movie had been that guy. Yeah, I took be, him for Will Ferrell. Yeah, be, yeah, being the punk more or less. The, oh. the punk, the punk <laughs> dad. Now he's the punk to John Cena. And Mark Wahlberg the whole time just looked angry and confused. Yeah. Like he like, does in like, all of his movies. Like Kevin Hart next to The Rock. Just, that's identical, isn't it? <laughs> they, they were in Central Intelligence <laughs> together. I, they were twins. Was that not the funny part of that movie? They weren't twins? Oh, my mistake. All right, well, we'll just move past that then. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, movies, uh, you know, I, I, Brandon and I recorded earlier me talking about uh, Army of the Dead, and we'll release that at some point. Who knows when? You don't want to spoil it for everyone. I'm sure everyone's just flocking to their TVs yeah. to watch oh. a Netflix well, story. We, we got to get caught up on the that that movie before they release that audio. Yeah, that's right. Every, yeah, everyone. <laughs> all, all, all all 23 minutes. Yeah, all, all uh, <laughs> seven being us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's seven subscribers. That was me and my fake account. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no. Um, anyway, speaking of of cool movies though that get released, you know, Netflix originals ha- have come a long way. They're actually really cool movies now. And I actually just watched one that was released Friday, so I was going to tell you about it, uh, just because we're on the subject of movies anyway, starring, of course, the Liam Neeson. Okay, you can't have a good movie without Liam Neeson, all right? Like, you start thinking after a while, though, maybe he's not a good dad, because, you know, his daughter keeps getting taken. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what, you never seen the movie? No. Come on. Uh, see? Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been out for 10 years, so. Um, I've been out for 20 <laughs> Get rid of this kid. Anyway, it's called uh, it's called the Ice Road, and the the actual the, once again the storyline behind it works. It's really clever. It's a it's a, it's a pretty good movie. Basically, like um, and like four hundred miles south of the Arctic Circle. Okay, so like super northern Canada, I guess. Um, they have like a diamond mine or something. They have a mine collapse. I'll put it like that. So they have a mine collapse, and they've got to get wellheads up there because there's a methane buildup, and they can't blast in without killing everybody, blah, blah, blah. So they have to get these truck drivers because they can't land a plane on the uh, on the frozen lakes because it's been thawing for five weeks. So they get these truck drivers. You know, have you ever been on the ice road? Yeah, yeah, we've been on the ice road. Okay, so they, they load them up with all these wellheads so that they can go on this rescue mission, right? So it's these three semis, two of which driven by the Liam Neeson, 
and Morpheus himself, Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, <laughs> if that in itself, if you have not paused this to go turn that movie on, there is something wrong with you. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here for the next two hours in silence, <laughs> waiting. And if you stayed with me that long, you figured out I'm joking. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, so they go on this thing, and of course they go on the ice road that's been thawing for five weeks. So, of course, in order to make it a thriller action movie, there's ice collapses and all kinds of crazy things that happen, and there's a betrayal and all that. It's just, it's awesome. It is your stereotypical guy movie. What's it called? The Ice Road. I'm going to watch that tonight. You should. It's great. I'm that serious. That sounds I really good. Like, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. it. Like, the way I explained Army of the Dead to you, Brandon, is the way I want to describe this. Like, it was genuinely an enjoyable movie to watch. Nothing gets a southern guy going like trucks and trauma. <laughs> and, and guns. Don't forget about guns. Liam, Liam Nelson. Exactly. No, Liam Nelson. Liam. <laughs> we got the Liam, what, the, the Liam Neesons. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Fishburne. Oh, that's just Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh but yeah, man, it was just a cool movie and I you know, uh Hey, you got I'm sold. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I'm gonna go ahead and say spoiler no. alert. I can't, really? You can. I'm taking the headset off. All right, take you can still hear me. You're still in the same room. Oh my god. All right. Look, long story short, they save everyone. Sorry to ruin the movie. <laughs> All right, so we've, we've talked about, you know, the playoffs music, Dave Bautista, and, and lots of other things in between. So we're, we're going to kind of wrap this up. But uh, before we do, I, I, I like to try to give you, Colby, or maybe even you, Brandon, I don't, I don't know, but anybody listening who might be dealing with something, try, try to help them out with the, with the situation. So I try to give some kind of advice that, you know, I'll always try to be honest. You know, if, if, if I can't give advice on it, I promise to say, hey, look, I, I don't know anything about it. You know, I, I just happen to have lived a life where I've experienced a lot of things. So uh, I asked you earlier today to, you know, give me a, a, a life lesson type question. And so I uh, give you kind of a few minutes to, to you know, dust off the mic and, and do some stuff here. So. So I've had it brought up to me a few times, like high school a little bit, but mainly since high school's over because it's a weird transition for you to go to high school to like adult. That's like weird, like 18 to 25. It's you're trying to figure life out, so it's hard. And they like, uh, I've had some people, friends, not friends, just rated people, talk about like the boredom and loneliness. Not like lonely, like you're um, what's called depressed, but it's like you're bored and you don't know what to do in your free time or like you don't know what to do because you're stuck in this spot and you have to be stuck until you earn something. Okay. It's like the waiting game. Yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 I can speak on that because um, I got news for you. It doesn't end at 25. I'm 32 and I still deal with it. Okay. And, and you know, it, I understand that we're not it. talking about like a form of, you know, when you say it's not really like depression. Um, the tricky thing about depression is this. Um, everyone who doesn't deal with it usually looks at it as like, oh, he's depressed. That means he's sad. Um Depression manifests itself in several different ways. Mine is through a, a heightened level of anxiety. Like, I, I kind of freak out in crowds. And people are like, well, you have an anxiety problem. Well, yes, but that stemmed or stum, stemmed? I don't know. Anyway, it came from uh, my depression. So 
uh, even though that they, they, they might not have that helpless feeling or anything like that, they, they might just be dealing with just, like you said, boredom, right? But uh, wh- what's the old saying? Maybe, maybe Brandy can help me out. I, I, I don't know, like the idle hands do the devil's work or something like that, right? Yeah, I, b- I believe that's it. It's yeah. something to that effect, right? Yeah. So basically what I'm getting, it doesn't, I, I don't mean that they're out doing, you know, wreaking havoc or anything, but, uh, you know, boredom um, can lead to a wandering mind and... If you know if you're, even if you're not typically the type of person to overthink things, uh, you can go there. And when you overthink some things, it can stir up bad feelings. Blah 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 blah. Right. So, uh, even though they might not be dealing with that right now, it it could come later. So, what would I say to someone who's dealing with boredom? You know, I I, I can't do this until I make some money, but I can't make some money because I'm paying my bills and. You know, I'm, I'm having a hard enough time doing that, and I feel like I'm just stuck. I feel like I'm in a rut, and I can't get out of it. I mean, that, that's essentially what you're describing, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. So uh, there are tons of things that people can do that don't cost any money, okay? And they're, they're very um, – well, I'm trying to figure out a way to word this without sounding weird because it's free and causes satisfaction, but uh, – uh, that's, that's but you know that's not really what I'm getting at. I mean, maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's like for instance, okay, working out, right? You and if they give the the excuse, well, I can't afford a gym membership. Well, whoever said you needed a gym to work out? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, bust out some push-ups, sit-ups, run. You know, run around your neighborhood, something like that. Now, obviously, as you can tell by the Adonis that sits in front of you, uh, I am a master of working out. I do at least one sit-up a day. I do half in the morning when I get up, and I do the other half when I lay down at night, right? Well, I mean, for I had to take a double take when I got here. I thought Dave Batista was here. <laughs> we right. said the clone of the rock right here. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, a regular double take because, like I said, you know, the, uh, the, the statue of a man that stands in front of you what with my uh, gut and man boobs. But <laughs> anyway... Uh, you know, but it, but it's not just that, man. I mean, like, you know, people always kind of get it twisted. But but man, you know, if, even if you're a guy, keep a diary. Don't call it that. Call it whatever you want to. Writing down your thoughts. You know, just do something creative, man. Get something to get out of your mind. Or even if you're going to stay in your mind, like I said, do something creative. Do something that uses your mind to accomplish some kind of goal. Uh, you're bored, okay? Well, when's the last time your your closet's been organized? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I, I know that none of this stuff sounds fun. I get that. But, you know, if you find yourself in a situation where it's like, I want to go do this, but I can't afford it, well, okay, it's time for you to start doing something that you can afford. And sometimes that means just kind of taking care of you and your surroundings, right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you can't tell me that you don't make enough money to call up one of your buddies and say, hey, come over and hang out with me. Like, let's play Xbox or something, dude. Like, I'm, I'm bored. I, 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 I'm getting depressed because I just can't ever do anything, man. Somebody come over and hang out with me. Or, hey, let me come over to your place. You know, I mean, there's, there's tons of stuff you, that you can do to combat it. But honestly, I feel like you have to um, really kind of become comfortable in it at some point. Um, and like I said, I... I I can give this advice all I want to, but, uh, you know, it doesn't mean I always take it either. I deal with this exact same thing. If I get caught in a rut, you know, honestly, my first impulse is like, oh, I need to find something to buy. You know, and that's that's unhealthy all the way around. But And I usually don't do it because my wife would tell you I squeak when I walk because I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty cheap. 
Yeah, but that's usually where mine goes. Like, oh, I'm going to get on, you know, uh, Amazon or eBay and start looking at parts for my truck or something like that. And then, like, I'll go through it and be like, I can't buy any of this. What am I doing? Uh, but, you know, I killed some time at least. Yeah. Um, may I read a book? I'm telling you, dude, I know that does not sound fun. I hated doing that up until, like, I finally decided, like, okay, I'm going to have to find a way to be cool with all the quiet. Uh, which I, I don't get a lot of, but when I do, it, it it's actually really hard for me. So, uh, yeah, man, I just started reading. Of course, like, I downloaded the Audible app, and, like, I just have books read to me now. But, it's, it, you know, it kind of feels like story time. I sit cross-legged in the floor <laughs> just listen to a Braid my daughter's Barbie doll hair. Oh. That, Only me? Okay. No, no I, di- I didn't know you had a camera in my house. It's weird, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do that a lot. She usually asks me to, but I'll do it. I can lay down a French braid, man. But, uh, but no, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, that, that's really, it's really kind of a difficult question to answer. And the reason for it is because so many personalities are so different. You know what I mean? Like, there are some people that are content with saying, like, oh, I'm in a board. I want to go do something, but I can't afford to do it. Oh, if you read a book? Oh, no, that would be good. I should read a book. I have one. I have at least one. You know? And then there will be other times where, or other personalities, I guess you should say, is like, you know, they might even try it. Like, okay, yeah, I'll try it. And they start reading. They're like, this sucks. And they throw it and they're, I got to go find something to do. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know, man. Until you can get comfortable with, with silence, you know, honestly, I would say you, you need to cut out the noise until you can be comfortable in it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know even know if that makes sense to you. But being comfortable, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's the basics of of overcoming any fear. Yeah, you got to get used to it. Yeah, you just got to face up and and you know square up and fight it. You know, I, in whatever way you can. Yeah, you got got to learn how to kind of uh, learn to like yourself. That's another thing is you need to learn whenever you have all that idle time to your to yourself is you have to learn to kind of accept who you are and find the things that you don't like about yourself that you could work on. Make some productive, you know, make something productive out of that idle time rather than just sitting around being bored and thinking all those negative thoughts. And stay off social media. TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, from what I understand, you can lose like three days in TikTok in a matter of minutes. So, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't have TikTok, but... Um, my wife does, and she spends a lot of time. I need to get it. rid of it. Yeah. Well, Toxic. Uh, yeah, maybe so. I don't know. But I do agree with what you're saying, though. While you're sitting there kind of in your feelings, and, and look, man, if your your buddies or you or whatever are like, oh, it's just boredom. It's not really depression. I got news for you. That's how it all starts. You know what I'm saying? If you're not comfortable sitting with yourself, you know, you're quote-unquote bored, you know, I, I'm not saying that no, like only depressed people get bored. That's that's not what I'm saying. But if it gets to a point where you can't figure something out in your head on how to make it, how to how to make something productive happen, you're not dealing with boredom. You're dealing with depression, and because nothing, no idea sounds good when you're in the when you're in the depths of depression. It could be your favorite thing in the world, and you're you're not going to feel like doing it. Believe me, take it from someone who's been there, who's you know still there a lot of times. So. You know, I mean, that's what it ultimately comes down to is just like like Brandon was saying, you know, you got to figure out how to like yourself and you'll start noticing that that time that you spend going like, oh, I'm bored. You don't really have anymore because you fill it with productive things to do. You know what I'm saying? Like with me, it's easy. 
you know, with Brandon, it's easy. You don't get bored. You got kids. It, you know, you, you don't have the luxury of getting bored. You know, like there are times I'm like, man, I wish I could get bored or something. You know, <laughs> bored. What is that? Yeah, for real. Because like every time I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna relax and take a break, Daddy. I'm like, ah, I love that kid, man. I just had to tell myself that a lot. <laughs> like, I love that kid. They're only little for so long. I know, I know, man. And my little girl's growing up so quick, man. She'll be five this year. And then I've got another hellion that'll be here in August. So I get to hit the reset button. <laughs> Goodbye on sleep. Yeah, well, I'm just, uh, since Harley was such a good sleeper, I'm convinced this one will be the direct opposite. And, like, we will just never sleep again. <laughs> Which, you know. Hey, I don't think I've... Uh, slept past 7 a.m. naturally since my son was born just I, I haven't no I yeah it's 5 5 30 is like just average wake up time now right well I mean it usually is for me because I have to get up and be at work at that early yeah, but me too. It, but I will say this a couple weeks ago it happened it was a magical night me and the wife laid down yeah we fell asleep we woke up at 8 a.m. And I am telling you, that was the coolest feeling in the world. <laughs> Your daughter was still asleep? Yeah, man. She was, well, first off, she's kind of being a, a jerk the night before, and it was like 11.30, and she goes to bed at 8.30. Okay, and it's 11.30, three hours past her bedtime. She's like, she just like walks in the living room and is like, hey, Dad, I need some milk. I was like, what? Gangster. First off, we're, we're going to have to talk about you Debo and Daddy into getting you milk. And number two, it's three hours past your bedtime. Go back to your room. And she literally says this, and I'm going to try to get the smack on, on the microphone. She said, okay. And even had a little like, head, you know, wobble with it. Okay. And some, I was like, some sass behind yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, what is this? Dear Lord, don't let me go to jail tonight. <laughs> hold my hoops. <laughs> yeah, hold my go. Hold my go. Yeah, man. But, um, you know, and, uh, I, I kind of get lost talking about my kids, man. But, uh, but no, uh, back on the real subject is this. You know, like I said, not everyone who's bored is depressed. But I'm telling you, if it's causing enough problem for your buddies to talk to you about it, it it's more than just being bored. Yeah. And they need to find – I mean, listen, are, are either any of them, whoever's talking to you, are they in college? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two of them. Okay. So you, you've you had this conversation with more than two people? A lot. <clears throat> oh, my gosh, dude. Like, like. Oh, it's huge. Like, I feel like a lot of people my age are, or they think they are, but it seems like because social media is really, like, downing and stuff. We look at two very different social media. The culture now is really downing, too. Well, I, I can understand that some things in culture seem upside down. Like, now, if you're doing better... Back then, it was if you do better, someone supports you and helps you. Now, if you do better, they shoot you down because they don't want you to be better. Well, that's the whole thing. Like the, the age-old saying, uh, at least for people who grew up in the 90s, right? Brandon, side with me. Is it, it, if you don't have haters, you're not doing something right. You know what I'm saying? You need mm-hmm. them, man. You got to have them. Because haters going to hate. Yeah, man. The dog going to do what a dog going to do. <laughs> no, but like, but seriously, man, uh, it, it, Taylor Swift taught us the haters going to hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate. Had the plug. Yeah. Well, that was Ice T. Oh, yeah. My bad. Oh, yeah. Had the plug. Yeah, man. The 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 player haters. But but look, man. If 
if you're if you don't have if everyone around you is like oh yeah okay and they're not really supporting you but at the same time they ain't dogging you it's i promise you it's not because they're on your team anyone who's on your team no matter what you do is going to support you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i've got a wife who already thinks i talk too much but yet i told her i want to do a show where i sit and talk and she was like oh yeah if that's what you want to do you should do that you know i mean so you got to have people on your team definitely but man you got to have the haters you got to have someone who is who is going to you know just like you got to have people holding you down you got to have someone who's trying to take you down because it keeps you motivated it keeps you uh, in the moment of like, hey, I'm, I'm going to make this work. You want to know why? If nothing else, to spite you, I'm going to make this work. Perhaps we were just more competitive generation. We were always looking for that motivating factor, always suspecting someone was coming up behind us trying to take what we had uh, obtained by our hard work. Right. No, I mean, I, I would agree with that. And look, I'm, I am only going to speak to the way I see things. You know, this is a, the, the opinions column here. You know what I'm saying? So uh, what I'm going to say is this. is like the, the younger generation, like, you know, you guys, young adults right now, you know, anywhere from 18 to, say, 23. Okay. It is my opinion that things came easier to y'all. I'm not saying anyone individually because I know everyone has their struggles um, and I'm not trying to take away from that, but I'm saying overall um, the the hard work aspect of your life wasn't there, at least not in the same way that it was for us. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, it, it, and it's not just y'all, it's everyone who comes after you too. And I've got a little brief explanation on that, all right? So you got what they call boomers, right? The boomer generation. You know, like my dad, right? Okay, so my granddad, um, God rest his soul. There's another one. Anyway. Uh, the greatest generation. Yeah, the, the greatest generation, exactly. You know, my, my granddad uh, served uh, during the Korean conflict, all this kind of stuff. He comes home. He was not exactly what you'd call a loving, nurturing father. He was more of a supervisor. You know what I'm saying? Why are you not doing what you're doing? What you're supposed to be doing? Get yourself over there and get it taken care of. You know what I mean? It's really just kind of how he was. But I mean, that wasn't just him. That was that generation. You know, there's something to be done. We're gonna do it. So, my dad had a similar outlook on it. Now, my now I will say this: my dad was a was no is is a a great dad. Like to this day, he still supports me. He listens to the show. You know, I mean. He, he's great, but at the same time, he had that whole supervisor mentality too. I told you to do this. Why isn't it done? Go get it done right now, right now, right now. My personal favorite, you know, whenever you, you know, you're a kid and you get in trouble and it happens, you know, you're like, <laughs> you know, you start doing the crying thing. My dad was always this dad. Dry it up or I'll give you something to cry about. You know what that makes a little kid do? Cry more. Cry more, cry harder. <laughs> you know? And he's just getting madder and madder. <laughs> and I, I will say this. Um, that that actually pertains more to my sister than it does me. Um, I think by the time I was born, my parents were just too tired. <laughs> they were like, whatever, your sister, just go. <laughs> just don't blow up the house. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I, I only did twice. So, you know. Well, they built a new house. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But the, the point I'm getting at is this, is that kind of what we talked about last week, you know, go or, or week before, whenever we talked about it, was the, you know, real happiness thing. Well, I'm actually very thankful I was raised like that because I was taught 
in order to reach a goal, you have to put work in. You have to work for it, right? Where I see, not necessarily your age, I, I would say younger than, than you, um, but still high school students now. I, I'll see like 16th birthday, brand new car. That was like three people whenever I was in high school. Now it seems like it's everyone. Jacked up trucks, well, nice I'll, fast I'll, cars. I'll, I'll, okay, but I, I worked hard for that. I'm talking about like right now. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I'm trying to relive. He's in the room. Yeah, yeah I'm right here. No, I, 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 yeah, I'm trying to relive high school now. I have a big jacked up truck. And, well, and well, a, it's because you have the money to afford the uh, toys that you right, wanted when yeah. you were in high school. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, but you know, it, it at least seems to me that more stuff is given than what is actually worked for. You know, I'm not going to say that kids today don't work for something. That's not for me to say. I don't have a kid that age. I can't, you know. But at the same time, it would look like the reward far outweighs the work, right? Mm-hmm. What, even though that is nice and seems really cool, it's actually setting up for failure because, once again, in my own personal opinion, it, you know, you have to work to obtain a goal for it to even mean anything to you. any of this makes sense or like yeah i'm getting there you go all right there he is <laughs> but so i mean what what are your thoughts what, what are your takeaways on that did you take anything away from it or is it just kind of like uh okay well he talked about some stuff and some things no i got what you're saying i'll for sure talk to them like next time they ask for anything i'm not gonna go reach them randomly and no, say yeah, hey no, i no, talk I, about yeah. you <laughs> yeah. hey we talked about you on a podcast <laughs> and my uncle says you're a jerk he <laughs> says you're a baby <laughs> at the same time Hit like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll tell them true. to watch it, but yeah. I, I'll definitely tell them that stuff you said. Find something to do on your wine monitor, your yeah. mind work. Because I do that. I let my mind wander. Yeah, and and it's not and go good. Yeah, a lot of times it takes you to a toxic place because you know we're human nature is, is going to get to the thing that you don't like about you. You know, it's like you know hearing your voice on an audio recording. Disgusting. Yeah, the first show I listened to, I was like, oh. That's how I sound to everyone else. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry for talking to anyone ever. But at the same time, it doesn't mean anything to them. They they've heard me speak like that forever. You know. So, you know, like I said, your mind will go to the thing that you don't like about you. All right, guys, so thank you for uh sticking with us this long and hopefully you learned a thing or two or maybe just that you don't like us. Who knows? But uh as always, I was your host, Hoot Hobbs, and with me, as always, is my right-hand man to the left, C. Wayne. You don't want to say anything? I'm good. I'm Gucci Mane. Oh, my God. That's a new, yeah. that's a new term also. Do you want me to restart this whole thing then? No, no it's okay. We can leave the Gucci Mane in. <laughs> and, of course, our producer, Brandon Torres. And, uh, man, just hit like, subscribe. Please follow us. Uh, you know, feel free to send us messages. We'd be happy to answer questions. And we'll go on from there, man. We hope to, you know, have you guys with us next week. So once again, I am Hoot Hobbs, and this was the Hoot Hobbs Show. Thank you. Thank you.